0: Hi, my name is Lynn McTaggart. Welcome to my podcast, Living the New Science. In these podcasts, I'm covering some extraordinary discoveries by frontier scientists and other new thought leaders, and why this changes everything we think about how our world works and also how we should live our lives. Today, I'm going to share with you some little known information about how our biology even our behavior is affected by that furious star out there, the sun. It's only been relatively recently, with the work of the late biologist, Franz Halberg, and his lifelong colleague, Belgian physicist, Germaine Cornelissen, that mainstream science finally began to understand the extent of our reliance upon the volatile activity of the sun. Everywhere Halberg and Cornelison look, they see and saw new cycles and periodicities. During years of meticulous research, the pair discovered that biological processes of every living thing not only have daily rhythms, but also biweekly, weekly, even yearly cycles. Human pulse and blood pressure body temperature and blood clotting, circulation of lymphocytes and hormonal cycles, variability of heart rate, and most other functions of the human body, all ebb and flow according to a relatively predictable timetable. Halberg demonstrated that levels of blood pressure in most people appear to peak between midday and 4 p.m., Even drug treatments such as chemotherapy varies in effectiveness according to the time it's administered. After puzzling for years over the mechanism for this within organisms and whether there could be such a thing as time genes, Halberg finally realized that the synchronizer of many of these processors is not inbuilt but is a zeitgeber his native German, which means timekeeper, some sort of external environmental signal that set off and entrained or synchronized the biological rhythms of all living systems. But it wasn't until he was in his 80s that he uncovered evidence that the Zeitgeber resided in outer space and that the master switch was not light, but solar magnetic fields. This discovery went beyond periodicities and cycles, for he'd uncovered a sobering truth about the human condition. We are not completely in charge of our own destiny, particularly our biological destiny. The sphere of influence on our biology does not end with our immediate environment or even the earth itself, but extends to the outer reaches of the cosmos. As many other scientists around the world now confirm, the metronome of every living thing, setting the tempo for our basic regulatory systems and maintaining us in a state of healthy equilibrium is the sun. So powerful is this cosmic zeitgeber that it may even influence our physical size, our longevity, our mental stability, our propensity to violence, and possibly even what we consider our uniquely individual motivation. Our ultimate environmental bond, which shapes us and our lives, believe it or not, is a star. 93 million miles away. The Earth is essentially a giant magnet, with its north and south poles, the two poles of the magnet, surrounded by a donut-shaped magnetic field. This ambient geomagnetic field, or magnetic sphere, is in constant flux, affected by the weather, any geological changes on Earth, even the wobble of the Earth in its daily rotation, but most particularly by extreme changes of weather in space, largely caused by the ferocious activity of the sun. The benign star responsible for all life on Earth is essentially a cluster of unimaginably hot hydrogen and helium the size of approximately one million Earths crossed with a layer of unstable magnetic fields. Not surprisingly, this volatile combination results in periodic volcano-style eruptions propelling gas into space as vortices of concentrated fields. The dark blobs on the sun's surface that we call sunspots pull apart and reconnect in new arrangements. Despite this potentially anarchic combination, the sun carries out this activity according to a predictable timetable. Regular solar cycles consist of 11 years, during which time sunspots build up, discharge, and begin to wane. During the waxing stage, as sunspots accumulate, So the sun begins to hurl its gaseous explosions our way. Solar flares, electrified bullet-like high energy protons, corona mass ejections, a billion tons worth of gas and magnetic fields with the force of billions of atomic bombs, all made airborne and aimed toward Earth through the electrified gas of the solar wind traveling some 5 million miles per hour. This activity causes extreme geomagnetic storms in space, which during moments of intense solar activity, create a powerful effect on the Earth's magnetic field. During any given 11 year solar cycle, we can expect to experience two years worth of geomagnetic storms severe enough to disrupt portions of the Earth's electrical power, interrupt high-tech communication systems, and disorient spacecraft and satellite navigation systems. Up until recently, scientists discounted the idea that the Earth's faint magnetic field, a thousand times weaker than a standard high school horseshoe magnet, had any effect on basic biological processes, particularly as all living things on Earth are now exposed to much stronger electromagnetic and geomagnetic fields every moment of our modern technologically dependent lives. Nevertheless, the latest discoveries have unveiled that living things have a small window through which subtle Geomagnetic and electromagnetic fields, such as those generated by the Earth, rather than the artificial kind generated by technology, have the most profound effect upon all cellular processes in living things. Changes in this faint charge, particularly those of extremely low frequencies, which are less than 100 Hertz, profoundly influence virtually all biological processes in living things, particularly the two major engines of the body, the heart and the brain. Magnetic fields arise from the flow of electrons and atoms with charge, which are known as ions. When magnetic forces change direction, as they often do on the surface of the sun, They shift the direction of the flow of atoms and particles. All living things, including us humans, are made of the same basic material. And any change of magnetic force will alter our own internal atomic and subatomic flow. The earth's magnetic activity appears most directly to affect our cell membranes and calcium ion channels, which are vital for regulating enzyme systems within the cell. In particular, the earth's geomagnetic field appears to target the sympathetic nerves, including the fight or flight response. Of all systems in the body, Changes in solar geomagnetic conditions most profoundly disturb the activity of the heart. In susceptible people, geomagnetic storms can bring on a heart attack. Healthy hearts have a great degree of variation in heart rate, but a good deal of geomagnetic activity decreases heart rate variability, which in turn increases the risk of all coronary artery disease and heart attack. When geomagnetic activity increases, the blood gets much thicker, sometimes doubly so, and the bloodstream slows down, a recipe for a heart attack. Heart attack rates and cardiovascular death swell whenever there are increases in solar cycle geomagnetic activity, with the largest number of sudden deaths from heart attacks occurring within a day of a geomagnetic storm. Halberg carried out a study tracking the heart attack rate in Minnesota over a number of years and discovered a 5% increase during times of maximum solar activity. The human heart rate also appears to be affected by large changes in the solar wind and becomes amplified in particular when solar wind changes velocity over a seven year period. Russia has been in the vanguard of research into the effect of solar geomagnetic activity on the body, initially to determine the effects of space weather on cosmonauts being sent into space. Soviet scientists discovered that when cosmonauts suffered a cardiac arrest, it was usually during a magnetic storm. They also found that the healthiest, that is the most varied heart rates of their volunteers on earth, occurred during times of the least amount of solar activity. While heart rate variability decrease during magnetic storms. Besides the effects on the heart, the sun has a profound effect on the other major electrical engine of the body, the brain and the nervous system. Scientists in the Soviet bloc have discovered that even in healthy volunteers, electrical activity in the brain gets highly destabilized during magnetically stormy days. Solar activity also corrupts the very signaling within the nervous system so that some parts overactivate and others fail to fire. Scientists at the National Academy of Sciences at Baku in the Balkans showed that big upsets in geomagnetic activity appear to disturb the balance of the electrical communication system of the brain overexciting certain parts of the autonomic nervous system and lowering others. So when the sun explodes, so in a sense, do we. Geomagnetic activity in space upsets our energetic equilibrium, profoundly affecting our mental stability. During a magnetic storm, the mentally disturbed get even more so. The higher the geomagnetic activity, the greater the increases in general psychiatric disorders, the greater the number of patients hospitalized for nervous conditions, and the greater the number of attempted suicides. American orthopedist Robert O. Becker, who carried out countless experiments of the effect of electromagnetic fields on health, found a link between violent solar storms and admissions to mental hospitals. There is even some research, particularly from Canada's Laurentian University, that epileptic fits result from geomagnetic disturbance or are exacerbated by them. Sudden death from epilepsy or sudden infant death syndrome has also been linked with high levels of geomagnetic activity. In one study, the Earth's geomagnetic field was significantly higher on days that patients suffered seizures. Cornelison's own specialty is the lesser cycles relating to solar wind and the changes in the sun's position during a change of season, such as during equinoxes, when the sun appears in the same plane as the Earth's equator and day and night are approximately equal in length, She found a vast array of solar cycle signatures in mental illnesses and epilepsy. Epilepsy is more pronounced during the spring equinoxes and suicides and depression follow a 1.3 year cycle, which corresponds to the regular cycle of the solar wind and interplanetary magnetic fields. Even traffic accidents, believe it or not, regularly rise and fall with the solar seasons. Other evidence has bolstered this research. An Australian study of suicide carried out by the University of Melbourne compared all the suicide statistics for Australia with the daily index of geomagnetic activity for those years from 1968 to 2002. They discovered a fascinating difference between the sexes in their figures. Men had pronounced seasonal fluctuations during the times they were most likely to kill themselves corresponding to solar activity. But women appeared to have the greater solar connection and were far more likely to kill themselves during times of strong solar flares, which occur every five months or even the solar wind. Even our basic statistics at birth, our birth weight, our height, our head, chest, and abdominal circumference are linked to the ebb and flow of the hail solar cycles, which are the sun's complete 21-year cycle. The greater the solar activity around the time of birth, the larger the child. As a doctor... Halberg's main interest in chronobiology was medical. As he saw it, our seemingly powerlessness in the face of this outside timekeeper is a source of comfort. If patterns like this can be predicted, we can create compensatory behavior. Heart infections following a heart attack, for instance, are known to increase during times of geomagnetic disturbance, so patients at risk can have preventive measures. To that end, Halberg and Cornelissen created a vast multi-center project called BIOCOS, which stands for Biosphere and COSMOS, which aimed to act as an early warning system by continuously monitoring certain physiological variables caused by insusceptible people by the sun and other planets the phoenix ambulatory blood pressure monitor project in the nearby twin cities of minnesota offered volunteers an ambulatory blood pressure monitor so that patients with high blood pressure could monitor effects on their arteries when solar activity is at its peak. In his twilight years, Halberg turned his final attention to proving whether there are any truths in the idea that the sun has influence on the capriciousness of the human heart. Halberg and Cornelison received a windfall in the form of worldwide data on virtually 50 years of activity by Jehovah's Witnesses, a painstaking record of the hours each member from 103 geographical locations spent soliciting on behalf of their churches. Since every Jehovah's Witness is duty-bound by the church to attempt to recruit new members, a record of their activity offered Halberg and Cornelison a unique opportunity to study whether their efforts correlated in any way with solar activity. When the pair mapped these data on a graph, they found a giant peak and trough of recruitment efforts over a 21-year period. This directly corresponded with the peak and trough of the sun's 21-year hail cycle. They then looked more closely at the data, comparing the activity of church congregations from different locations with solar activity in corresponding latitudes. Again, these perfectly overlapped rises and falls of geomagnetic activity. This offers compelling evidence that geomagnetic activity affects certain brain areas involved in motivation, just like it affects physical function, body measurement and development. Earlier research has shown that geomagnetic storms actually profoundly affect people's moods, which are related to judgments and decisions concerning risk. Naturally, one area of immediate interest for banks is the potential effect of solar activity on the stock market. For if a lending institution can predict what's essentially a betting gamble, they stand to make a killing. To examine this further, the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta teamed up with Boston College to study buying and selling habits of the population during geomagnetic cycles. They discovered that during geomagnetic storms, people were more inclined to sell stocks. They tended to misinterpret their own negative physical response to solar activity as external evidence of a negative economic climate. Consequently, demand for riskless assets vastly increased, causing the price of riskier ventures to tumble or rise more slowly than otherwise. After controlling for market seasonal cycles and other types of environmental and other behavioral factors, the Bank of Atlanta team concluded that geomagnetic storms have a negative effect on the following week's stock returns for all US stock market indices. Periods of solar calm, on the other hand, shown evidence of substantially higher returns. So that's a really important point. If you're investing, you ought to check out what's going on with the sun. The Technical Securities Analysts Association of San Francisco went a stage further to determine whether this activity governs financial boom and bust cycles. Particularly as it's well known that a collective mood governs whether people are likely to engage in buying frenzies or bearish hoarding, the analysts discovered that financial crises follow a 56-year cycle, which itself follows a predictable cycle of the sun and moon. After the 9-11 attacks, Halberg and an international team of Americans and Russians also turned their attention to terrorism, comparing solar activity with the timing of international acts of terrorism for 40 years from 1968 to 2008. They discovered that peaks of terrorism exactly matched the periods of cycles of solar wind and the earth's geomagnetic index. Helberg and his team of international colleagues now understood that biology and behavior are not wholly individual and that all living things resonate in every way with the cosmos. All of this information tells us that we have to develop greater appreciation of the fact that we live within a cosmic bond of complex interrelationship and constant flux. Rather than a discrete entity, living things and the earth itself are part of an energetic system dependent on other outer forces, gravitational and geomagnetic. Halberg regards this effect poetically. The living organism, he says, must be viewed as a dynamo and a magnet, living on the earth, a larger magnet, in the atmosphere of the sun, with magnetic storms causing blackouts in cities and in human hearts. In other words, we're all part of an intergalactic superorganism. This is Lynn McTaggart, helping you to live the new science. And for those of you who want to learn more about the new science and other aspects of it, I'm thrilled to announce a brand new course of mine, called actually, The New Science, which we've just released. Whether you're an absolute beginner in this area or a seasoned follower of mine, the new science will offer you a comprehensive overview in bite-sized, easily understandable chunks about all the main elements of pioneering science that are completely changing our perception of our world and how we should live in it. What does it mean to be part of a quantum field? Does the observer effect happen to the world at large? Where are our thoughts and do they affect things out there. What other planets affect us? How far can our influence stretch in the world? The answers to these and much more are in the New Science. Find out more by going to my website, lynnmctaggart.com, go on to my link to courses, and then click on the New Science, and you'll find out all about it. Thanks for listening. I'll speak with you soon.